0: Hello and welcome to our podcast at Get Legally Speaking. Our legal conversation today will be about trademark brand names and intellectual property law. I am here today with barrister Miss Nicole Bollard from three paper building chambers in London Nicole has been described by her clients as being tenacious, practical, and thorough. She is regularly instructed to deal with trademark, intellectual property, passing off, designs, and confidential information disputes. Nicole's work has included advising in relation to copying of music lyrics, trademark disputes with international magazines, and advising on matters concerning domain names and database rights. Thank you very much for joining us, Nicole. Hi, Hattie. Right, so trademark brand names and intellectual property law. This is part one. So let's start from the top, Nicole. Let's tell our listeners, what do we mean by trademark and intellectual property law? What does that mean, please?
1: So it's probably best to start off with intellectual property and what that means. And actually, it's described often in lots of different ways. But the easiest way to put it is that it's property, which we can't touch, we can't physically move. Um, but which are creations of the mind. So it protects rights and things which people have created or developed. And there are lots of types of intellectual property. And trademarks are one type of intellectual property. So essentially, right. it's a subgroup within that.
0: Right. So give me an example of an intellectual property.
1: So let's take the trademark example. So a trademark is a type of intellectual property, and trademarks are everywhere. So in your day-to-day life, you will see trademarks all the time. They could be a brand name such as Coca-Cola. They can be the logo. They can be a colour or something like that.
0: So anything um, that you've created that's been created by the mind and put into a name or a design or something like that, for example get legally speaking is a brand name and that's trademark so that is an that belongs that is considered an intellectual property because it's trademarked
1: it, exactly but actually quite a few types of intellectual property exist even if you do nothing to register them so get legally speaking you have a registered trademark and that, that's those steps have been taken to register that but in fact with lots of intellectual property those rights exist automatically so something speak about um, that. Yeah. we can talk about in more detail later is uh, with copyright, which is another type of intellectual property that just comes into existence. The moment you create something, you don't have to and take that, any further steps.
0: And that's exactly what my next question is, actually, Nicole, what is meant by copyright? What do we mean by that?
1: So copyright is a form of protection for Things such as writing, photography, art, music, and it gives the owner of that copyright, so often the creator, protection, uh, and that protection just stops somebody else using it. In simple terms, so to give an easy example, if I do even a doodle right here on a piece of paper and draw a little silly cartoon figure, I immediately have copyright protection in that. If even that's original. registering it
0: even without registering it right that's very interesting because then i get i can hear people saying well why have i spent all that time and money registering something if i automatically have a right over something that i've created
1: because it gives you a different type of protection so copyright wouldn't give you any protection in a brand name for example um copyright covers a, a range of things but usually we think of artistic creation so um, a novel, a painting, a photograph. Um, music is a really big category of copyrights protection. Yes, so, yes. Um, both the music itself, so the lyrics and the written music, and but the also the recording. Yeah,
0: music. yeah, yeah. So, okay. So here's the big question. So, what are the copyright laws if I want to use a piece of music that has copyright for my own project that I have found online for example like on a podcast project so say I wanted to add a little jingle to this podcast and I went online googled nice pieces of jingle music for podcasts and up they came and I thought that's nice and with technology these days you can very easily just take a piece and put it onto anything really using computers and technology what what's what's the laws on that um you know because there are some uh conceptions that if only if you use 10 seconds of it or 20 seconds of it or if you use it for something positive you should you, you know you're okay talk to me about that please
1: Okay so it's a really common question and I think there's a lot of misinformation out there on the internet. Usually I think people can do some good research themselves when it comes to this question with a lot of misinformation. In simple terms my headline answer would be just don't do it probably. Um, It's better as a general piece of advice and I'll explain the reasons in more detail. As a general piece of advice it's best not to use copyright protected music. So commercial music, Um, as I say all music will be subject to some copyright in reality any any recordings that you hear day to day it's very likely will be copyright protected Um, but the best thing to do is to not use that without the owner of the copyright's consent. Dealing with the good cause idea so people often think that if they're using the music in a not-for-profit environment so if it's for a charity or something like that, or if they're doing it, say for a podcast, which has no sort of commercial aims, it's just a bit of fun, something they do at home, the reality is that in itself doesn't mean that you can use someone else's work without recognition. That's the big misconception Um, then. Mm. Definitely. Now, there are practical considerations, which is, In reality if you really are doing a tiny podcast which you do from your bedroom and only a couple of people in your family listen to then maybe in reality nothing will come of it but in terms of the actual law and the rules on it you have no right to use that and any amount of seconds this is the other big misconception so it's not so much the time when it comes to copyright protection It has to be a substantial part of the music, Ah. but the reality is that we all know songs where you could hear a few beats and immediately know what song it is, or hear a few lyrics.
0: I remember back in the day when Capital Radio used to play uh, literally two beats of a song, and whoever guessed it, they'd put the money up, this prize money up every week, and then you know you'd end up winning this big prize. And but you're right. So what you're saying is, it, it it's if it's identifiable to the original source that's what we're saying so in simple terms yes so the reason why there's a myth or misconception about 10 seconds of it or 30 seconds is because what we're saying is the person thinking that that's okay is probably thinking well they won't guess which song it came from because it's only a couple of beats or whatever but actually um, it's not the length of time it's whether you can identify it to the original source and that's a very very clear you know piece of advice isn't it it's very clear definitely
1: and i think um you know sometimes people think they're being quite clever by literally taking a few beats of something um, yes. but then sort of you 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 run a risk and i think that's why my headline was just don't do it because yes. the reality that's a risk you run and there are some sort of podcast sort of hosting devices which actually do scan their podcasts as i understand it for use of music so yes. although the owner of the copyright might not actually pursue you, it might not come to sort of, I don't know, um, the Spice Girls' attention, let's use a really dated reference, that you're using yes. some of their music. But actually the service that you're hosting your podcast on might know and might just take you down and not let you, um, you know, use it again in the future. So yes. even if you don't run the risk of you know, having a full-blown legal dispute with somebody, um, it's yes. probably still not worth doing. Um, There are, because it's such a common problem, there are websites that um, provide music which is specifically available to be used. And
0: I've seen them and you can go on and literally from £5.99 to sort of £100 if you like, I don't know what determines the price of what these pieces of music should be sold out at. Um, You can buy a piece of music that then you're allowed to use Um, the copyright, the person or or the company that's got the copyright says, yes, I allow you to use that for your cause. And but there's also, you know, I think beyond that, there's also a misconception with, for example, photographs in a similar way um, where people think, well, I'm only using that, you know, I found it online. It's there. And the same would go back to the music. You say, well, I found that music online. You know, it's got a pin on it or pin interest or whatever it is. I mean, there's yes. so many various. So what we're saying is, I mean, how do you even find out if music is copyrighted? You know,
1: so Nicole. the, the starting point would be that if you've heard it, if it's commercial, by which means sort of, you know, pop music, music that, you know, you've heard on the radio or, um, you know, in TV and film, the reality is that um, it, well, all music is subject to copyright, but that would also be owned by somebody and probably owned by a commercial entity. So it's often not just a case of the the singer having some ownership, the music label as well might have some control over how that music is used going forward, depending on their arrangements. So if in doubt, again, and this is all about the safest course of action, I would presume that you can't use it. Um, Obviously, if you can obtain someone's permission, you can, and you'd be surprised. So in going back to the good cause argument, it might be that the good cause argument doesn't allow you to use it without permission but it might mean that actually you are able to get that person's permission to use it for free if it really is worthwhile.
0: One of the things that sticks into my mind actually is when Donald Trump was on his presidential campaign and he kept using this music (laughs) from very very famous artists and they kept saying no you can't use that music we do not want you to use that music to promote yourself and your political campaign Um, and and at that time I, I you know I remember thinking I wonder he if you know obviously there's a copyright there on the music i wonder if they is team actually asked and i wonder now that the artist if the when the artist said no he has to immediately stop using it um so okay in terms of how to find out if it's copyrighted is there a hard and fast rule on that
1: no and there isn't um a directory so but some of the inter- other intellectual property rights such as trademarks and patents and things like that there are ways that you can actually search and there's a register yes. of all of those that yes. doesn't exist with copyright now um usually which is quite sort surprising anything,
0: isn't it you think it would to some degree
1: uh, well it's because the fact that i could create something right now so if we go back to my doodle i do yes. my lovely cartoon doodle how is that going to be registered but i've got copyright protection over it so that there are attempts by the government to create registers and I'd be wrong if I said there wasn't any register, but it's not comprehensive. So I can't point anyone to something which is yes, going to give them yes, a final answer. Course. And that's why, particularly, particularly with music and photographs, where it is difficult sometimes to find out for sure either way, and if in doubt, it's best not to use it in reality.
0: But We're saying here that if something is created by somebody, automatically, whether they've registered it as a copyright or not, has a copyright uh, law attached to it so that must mean then logically that if you find something online and you think oh I use that actually it belongs to somebody else automatically it has to by default doesn't it
1: that's correct the the reason that you can use some things such as some of the podcast music the jingles that we're talking about available for 5 99 and you can use some photographs is it's open to the owner to allow people to use it so it's open yes. to the owner to say, I basically grant everyone a license to use my work. As long
0: as they pay me a small sum or whatever or figure they want. for command. free.
1: So right. if you go on to um, any search engines, when you do, so if I look at Google image search, there are the ability on that to limit your search to different types of license. Right. So basically one right. where it's available to be used by anyone. And that's a way of finding out with images if something's available for use. Because going back again to my doodle, I could say, yes, I have the copyright. But Hattie and anyone else listening, you're free to copy that.
0: Yes. Yes. Because then you might think that actually we'll get my work out there. It'll get my music listened to or my my doodle will be seen in different places. Okay, so, so say you've used a piece of music for your podcast. You didn't know it was copyrighted. You didn't ask for permission from the owner and they've turned up and they've said, right, I'm going to uh, potentially take legal action against you because you've used it and you've been using it for a good old year and they've only just found out. What's the repercussions? I mean, what can happen? If you said, I'm sorry, I'll stop using it now, can they, can they legally challenge you? Or if you genuinely didn't know, what's the position with that?
1: So they would, on the face of it, they would be entitled to claim for damages. Um, and that would most commonly be calculated on the basis of the royalty fee that you should have been paying them to use and- that.
0: Right, even if you've not earned any money through the purposes no. of what you've used it for.
1: And that could be a bit of an artificial exercise because it might be that they would never have licensed it to you in the first place. But what they will try and do is work out what's fair. Now, in practical terms, particularly if you have not made any money, you know, you're not a commercial enterprise and it is clearly a mistake, then as you said, uh, uh, you know, putting your hands up straight away apologising and promising not to do it again um, are, are really important things you can offer them um, instead of money. Some people are more aggressive than others but it's a very good starting point. Sometimes what they will want is for you to give what's a legal promise essentially which we call an undertaking and yes. that you give that promise in writing and sign it to and say that it you again. will never do it again. <laughs> And it gives them a bit more security, because we all know it's very easy to say, sorry, 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 I won't do this again. But actually you know, you think, well, maybe they won't catch me again. And actually they might want more more than that, something a bit sort of more secure. But what what what, we're asking here, I guess, what
0: we're trying to, to see is if if somebody, say you had somebody that was really aggressive, they have this piece of music, it's theirs, they've found out you've been using it for a year, you, they, they, you've, you've proven that you've not earned any money from your project, you know, it's essentially a non-income bringing project, and they're just being really horrible. And they say, well, I'm still going to sue you. I want you to give me... Twenty thousand pounds because you have gone ahead and used something that doesn't belong to you what's that person's position in court
1: i think they'd, they'd be short-sighted like to, to take that approach and i think i would like to think that it would be a very rare case that they would try and push on because they run the risk of spending a lot of money on lawyers you know their legal yes. fees going forward um, and and a judge might take a dim view It would depend very much on the specific case in terms of how much use, how many people had heard it, different things like that, the type of song it was. But what you might want to do is make some sort of monetary offer because there's a chance that they would win in the sense that the judge would accept that you had done something wrong, accept that you should pay them an amount but say it should be a very trivial amount, tens of pounds, a yes. hundred pounds. And yes. you can offer yourself some protection to say, look, I apologize straight away. I said I'd stop doing it. I gave them a legal undertaking to promise I wouldn't do it anymore. And I yes. offered them some compensation for their, you know, inconvenience and loss, which it would still be very frustrating to have to pay even a hundred pounds. But yes. if you're going to face the risk of legal proceedings where you might have to then get lawyers involved yourself, it. It, it's an annoying mistake but sometimes it's better just to try and nip it in the bud at the beginning um unfortunately there's nothing you can do to prevent people being irrational and unfair and unreasonable yes so you can do your very best to protect yourself by I think, offering as much as possible
0: yes and I, and I think one of the points that's also worth considering is that if you have from the very beginning of the outset when somebody's contacted you and said look you're using my music or you're using my art uh, and that's not your, for you to use it, as you know if you say sorry very quickly if you give the promise that you won't use it and you will remove it from your you know where you have used it from and if that person is an aggressive person and and, and in some ways unreasonable and takes you to court um you could also show a court that you've actually you know you're very genuinely sorry you didn't know and you have to, what steps you've taken in order to um you know put put it right sort of thing and stop exactly stop you know put your stuff out there. And i think a court will, will very much consider that even if the court decides yes okay so you have done wrong you have used something you shouldn't have that wasn't yours that had a copyright but then when it comes to the redress the court could possibly be very lenient towards you because they can see that you're doing it, you've done everything possible it was a genuine mistake and perhaps yet the, the other person is being a little bit hasty and um not so fair in saying well you've now got to give me lots of money and and i don't doubt for one second that there is on the very odd occasion aggressive people like that out there um who will frighten people with court proceedings and legal proceedings and things like that but i think always best to take legal advice definitely if you're if someone is threatening you because you've used a piece of music or a copyrighted piece of information um, and see what your position is or if someone is using your information and, and and refuses to stop using it and says well i don't care who are you you're a nobody you know you shouldn't have had it on the internet or i shouldn't have been able to find it on my internet search um okay so we've got time for one more question Nicole. okay time does fly when you're having fun <laughs> um and i think the question that i would like us to discuss please is what are trademarks how can a trademark law apply to my brand so i've created a brand and i'll take get legally speaking as, a, as an example so we designed this logo we came up with the name um and um you know trademark law i've had it trademarked how can that protect that brand what's the benefits of having a trademark on your brand and it can can be any kind of design or anything that is trademarkable
1: okay so just to start with absolute basics. So a trademark is something that enables an individual or a company to distinguish their goods and services so whatever they're selling from their competitors. So that's the reason you want a trademark. So that can be a logo, like you've said. It can be a brand name. Um, Just to give a few examples. One example is in terms of Tesco supermarkets, they have a trademark for the word Tesco. They have a trademark for the logo. They also have a trademark for Every Little Helps. Yes. So it can actually cover a really broad range of things. It isn't just about brand names. It can actually be sub-brands, mottos, other logos. What and is something that connects
0: your, that saying to your business. Um, that's specific like you said every little helps you can't actually trademark the word helps and every and little but in that concept and then the way it's being branded the people think of Tesco when they think of that you can protect that so somebody else doesn't say oh I'm now gizmo supermarket and I'm going to have <laughs> my slogan as every little helps in blue you know written in the same way it's just that that's that's what we're talking about
1: exactly that? and so it's very common, particularly for larger companies, um, and you can search companies' trademarks online if you're not free time in your hands, and for example, Coca-Cola, Nike, these companies, they have so many trademarks for, for tiny things and for tiny variations, and that's because people don't always just copy your name. Sometimes people like you say will try and use your motto to confuse customers so they think yes. that you're associated. Or they won't copy your name, but they'll copy the logo or something else. So, again, people are a bit confused about who they're dealing with. And the benefits of of registering a trademark, because when we talk about trademarks, we're really talking about registered trademarks. Um, Anyone can use a brand name, but a a registered trademark is when you've gone through the proper process to have it registered. And when you have a registered trademark, that prevents people from using your trademark in relation to their business. And it also gives you protection over someone using uh, a brand name, which is similar to yours. So say somebody just pass, slightly
0: it. So if someone's tries to pass off their brand as your brand, that's not allowed.
1: Yes, and it can be passing off and it can also be trademark infringement. So say somebody, let's think about Get Legally Speaking. Say somebody, try to use the name get legally speaking now i hope i hope not (laughs) (laughs) we're we're not suggesting that anyone does it. that's for sure but that would be potentially trademark infringement because although it's not exactly the same as yours um on the face of it it's very similar
0: giving anybody some good ideas there
1: (laughs) (laughs) nicole yes um so it, it gives you more protection than you would have now you quite rightly refer to the law of passing off and that exists even if you don't have a trademark Um, but it offers you less protection in a broad sense you have to establish that you have goodwill in that name whereas the act of registering the trademark means that legally on paper until it's challenged that's yours for a period of five years yes and then you can renew it and renew it
0: Good, good, good. Well, another useful podcast and and what an interesting topic and subject. I think that we have got a lot to cover in our next podcast, Nicole, because online and using material that's found online, even with youngsters. I mean, I often have my eldest child comes and does a piece of homework with this wonderful image on there or things. And I think mm, I'm glad that's for school only um, and not <laughs> for some big launched project that's going to go uh, uh, wild and spread on the internet as your <laughs> your work. So, but thank you ever so much for joining us. I really enjoyed that. And I hope I listen has found some great takeaway information there. This is part 1 so we will certainly be looking at part 2. Don't forget to click and subscribe to our podcasts and you can find us on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn by searching Get Legally Speaking. Also visit our website at getlegallyspeaking.com. Thank you very much for listening.